Welcome to Just Us and God. This is Ellen speaking. Today I believe the Lord wants me to share from 2 Kings chapter 7. Now chapters 6 and 7 I believe are thick with wisdom and insight, um, keys, warnings and promises that relate to the time that we're now heading into, the time that's fast approaching I believe the Lord is saying. And so I do encourage you to spend time in the presence of the Lord with the leading of the Holy Spirit combing through those two chapters and I believe that may make a difference in your life. I won't be sharing everything that I see in chapter 7, I'm only sharing that which the Lord is leading me to share today. Now the context of 2 Kings chapter 17 is that the Syrian army had besieged the Israelites in Samaria and as a result there was a terrible famine. The king was so desperately upset by what the people were going through that he turned to blaming God and God's prophet Elisha but the prophet Elisha responded with a promise from God that food would imminently become cheaper and from the New King James it reads like this then Elisha said hear the word of the Lord thus says the Lord tomorrow about this time a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make uh, windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact, their tents, their horses and their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank and carried from it silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. Then they said to one another, We're not doing right. This day is a day of good news, and we remain remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly no one was there, not a human sound. Only horses and donkeys tied and the the tents intact, And the gatekeepers called out and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry, therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, When they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And one of his servants answered and said, Please let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the multitude of Israel that are left in it, or indeed, I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel left from those who are consumed. So let us send them and see. 
Therefore they took two chariots with horses, and the king sent them in the direction of the Syrian army, saying, Go and see. And they went after them to the Jordan, and indeed all the road was full of garments and weapons which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a seer of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gate, and he died, just as the man of God had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, Two seers of barley for a shekel and a seer of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Then that officer had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord would make heavens in heaven, would such a thing be? And he had said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate, and he died. The four leprous men were at the gate by virtue of their not being accepted by the community. The gate is the marketplace as well as the court of justice. It's a place where people can find the latest information concerning their community. People who stood in the gate could keep their finger on the pulse, so to speak. I want to reflect on this a moment. When we live by faith, spending time in God's presence on a regular basis, we come to know him as the source of our provision instead of the market our judge and advocate instead of the courts, and he also gives us insights into what's going on around us and what's coming up. He maintains our finger on the pulse, so to speak. In chapter 6 of 2 Kings, for example, God had shown Elisha where the Syrian army would be camped, so he was able to warn the king who diligently avoided that place. Because of their position at the gate, the leprous men had an advantage point of view. They could see both into their community and outside of their community, and so they had access to both the provisions and potential solutions from in the gates of the city, as well as provision and potential solutions that lay out of the gates of the city. The scripture tells us that Jesus is the gate, and obviously, if we're positioned at the gate or positioned with Jesus, we're well positioned. I also believe that the Lord is drawing an analogy here with the idea that within any society there are certain prevailing ideas which could be at odds or competing with each other, but anything outside of this collection of ideas is seen at best as strange and at worst delusional. We only need to look at the school system to see that our society is geared to maintaining a sameness of thinking. Indeed, the impolite comments between people on social media are a reminder of how intolerant we can be to ideas that are not our own. Many people are marginalised because they think differently. Many of us have bought into a mindset that sees the system we are part of in our global society as the only option we have. Even if it fails them, they won't look elsewhere. In the whole city of Samaria, it was only four marginalised members of the community that took their chances outside of the system or city that they were a part of. They were desperate and they thought they didn't have any choices, but they didn't stay where they were. They did something. And when they did, they were rewarded with the Lord's miraculous provision. I believe this is a crucial key that God wants to share with you today. When you think you're trapped, when you think there are no options left, you're not. God always provides us with a way of escape. That's 1 Corinthians 10.13. 
The leprous men in this scripture looked disadvantaged initially. They didn't choose their situation, but it happily provided outcomes way beyond their expectations. How many of us are in situations like that? Whilst the officer who was close to the king and no doubt enjoyed the privileges attendant with that had a restricted view. Not only was he unable to see what God was doing, but because of his unbelief, he missed out on enjoying the results with everyone else. I do encourage you to meditate on this scripture in your own time. Because again, as I said, it contains timely wisdom, promises and warnings as well. Don't be perturbed by situations as you see them unfolding in your life. God has a supernatural provision for those who have faith. As we are saved by faith, we are also called to live by faith. Faith is the key to the gateway out of a system that has had us trapped for a long, long time. I'm going to say that again. Faith is the key to the gateway out of a system that has had us trapped for a long, long time. As things get comfortable for us like it did for those in the scripture and the system no longer provides the things that we took for granted, we're going to find that options that we had never considered before start looking attractive. I believe that God will soon be calling us to leave the city, so to speak, and I think this also correlates with crossing over the Jordan into the promised land, but that's for another podcast. Faith is paramount. Don't be found in unbelief because it will lead you into a position you don't want to be in, like the officer at the gate. He perished. I believe that the Lord also wants us to remember on the day that he delivers us from our difficulties, not to just enjoy his provision for ourselves, but to share the good news in the city. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening. Feel free to subscribe, share it with someone that you care about. I also welcome any questions or comments that you might have. I also welcome you to share your testimonies. Um, To do that, you'd need to download the Anchor app, search up Just Us and God, and hit the message icon, and that gives you the option of leaving a recorded voice message. I know there's a lot in this message. Please don't run away from it. Listen to it again. Give it time to sink in. Don't be scared of it. It's a message of hope. All we need is faith and God will come through. There are difficult times. But for those who are spending time in God's presence, he's going to look after us supernaturally. I pray that this podcast has blessed you. Have a good evening, morning, day, whatever the case may be. And until next time, see you later.